Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. Uh, today's going to be an interesting show because we're going to do something a little different. We're actually going to uh, have a guest interview me, and it's going to be none other than Josh Culler. Uh, you may remember him from episode number one, but more importantly to me, he is the individual that's read my book uh, second only to me, uh, and actually is the reason for that cover uh, and so many other things that, that are good about the book. So uh, welcome to the show, Josh. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, normally, it's it's me interviewing you, so like that's this is gonna be natural, right? So, yeah. you know, I've been on your show t uh, twice now, and then you've been on the Good Success podcast twice, where I got to interview you. Uh, so I'm excited about this. It's gonna be pretty natural. It's gonna it's gonna make it happen, but I'm excited to uh, be able to have this opportunity to make it happen for you. Yeah, I appreciate it because you know one of the things I don't think I've done a good job of is kind of explaining the why of the book. Um, so I, you know, I'm like, who's read the book as much as I have and who, who can interview me and do it justice? So I'm like, I got to reach out to Josh and see if we can make this happen. So the floor yeah. is yours. Uh, go nuts. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, I'm excited. So I got some really good questions for Mike today. First of all, thank you guys for uh, joining the Josh Culler show. Uh, <laughs> totally kidding. Obviously, this is Mike's show, but uh, happy to have this opportunity to be able to do this. I love interviewing people and just kind of pulling and extracting information from people's minds. Uh, especially valuable information. But for for those of you who have not read the book, this is not going to be a huge promotion, like in a, a 30 minute promotion. This is going to be more along the lines of like bringing value to you on how you can utilize the book for your purpose and your plans and your financial freedom. So I want you to make, make sure you guys understand that going into this. And if you have read the book, then it might allow you to cut deeper into the book and make sure you go back through it. Because I do believe in not just like, reading 50 books a year, like that kind of thing. I want to see how many books you've read that you've actually implemented. And for you to do that, you got to study books. And so this interview, the questions I have lined up are going to be more along the lines of allowing Mike to cut deeper into the reasoning for the book and what you can uh, use in the book tangibly. Obviously you can use all the information in the book, but just more, more high level stuff. So Mike, it's uh, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, just, honored to be able to interview you. So um, I have my copy right here. So I'm excited about it. And like Mike said, I, I had the privilege of being able to design and get the book published for him. So that was an honor. So Mike, let's go ahead and jump into this real quick. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on banter and the fluff. So the first question I have for you is why did you write the book in the first place? I mean, you're financially free. You, you live in you know Silicon Valley or near Silicon Valley. I mean, you, you live in one of the most beautiful places uh, not just in the U.S., but on Earth. And so you could 
do a million and one other things besides writing a book. But for you, why did you write the book in the first place? Uh, the subtitle is The Journey to Financial Independence to Real Estate. So obviously, you made this happen. Why did you write the book in the first place? And um, just explain that to the audience here. Yeah, so thank you for that. And yeah, we do live in a, a special place. Um, but really the why of the book is, you know, when you're in this business and you, and you, you go around 15 years, right? The journey in the book is, is documenting our 15 year journey. You talk to a lot of people and, and, you know, one of the things you do when you're starting out is you do a lot of reading yourself. And what I found was lacking at the bookstores was a book written by a full-time employee who liked their job. Right. Yeah. I liked my job. I was good at my job. I had fun every day. I, I would have done my job for half the price. Right. I liked my job. And um, what was missing was somebody who, who did real estate on the side. Right. It was a part time thing. They built a rental portfolio, one rental at a time, and ultimately got to a point over a course of time where they could retire financially free. Right. Because you may like your job today and you may like it tomorrow, but there may be some day in the future where enough is enough. Uh, and I got to that point last year and, um, it was nice to have this portfolio to fall back on and, you know, go, you know, I don't need to work anymore. Um, so I wanted to write something that quote unquote, my younger self would have appreciated, right? It's a full-time employee. He liked his job, but he was still willing to invest in real estate on the side and, you know, it led to financial freedom. So I think it has a, a happy ending. That's one of the best reasons, if I could point out, that's one of the best reasons why someone should write a book in the first place is not for them. I was actually at a, a marriage retreat with, with Gary Harper this past weekend with my wife, and uh, it, was, it was more focused on business and, and work-life balance type thing. There was a guy that got up on stage and spoke three times, and someone in the audience asked him, why haven't you written a, written a book about this yet? And you know, the topics that he was talking about was really, really good. And he's a great speaker. I've known him for a while, actually. And he's like... I don't know. I just don't want to put myself on a pedestal. And then we're all like, whoa, hold on. That's not why you write a book. You write a book to help those, the, the people that could use it. Like, just think of like right now, Mike has sold so many books. This is several hundred books. And those people are, you know, whether he helps one or all like four or five, 600 of them, that's the reason why Mike wrote the book was because he had information that he could pass on to somebody else that, you know, he's not, he's not retaining that information. He's a true giver when he's giving back that information. And like you said, there was nothing out there like this. And so I think that's extremely important to understand, especially if you are going to be an author, you know, just kind of backtracking it towards uh, that, that group of people, like really focus on that. It's all about the other people. And that's why, like Mike said, he wrote the book was not for him. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to write a book for him to, know this information he's already got it obviously right but he wrote it for for you guys for those who want to uh, you know get on that journey to financial independence through real estate and so i think that's that's very noble it's incredible of him to do that so along the same lines what are the biggest things that you want people to get out of the book what are your hopes for the reader when they dive into this book it's actually it's, it's a pretty simple and easy read but yeah. the, the the bottom line is like the, the density of the the information in here is awesome there's no fluff it's all tangible things that you can do but for you like going through this book and writing it maybe maybe it was in your process or going back and reading it through, <laughs> through your your author uh editing right yeah what was one of the things that came across your mind and like man i really hope that they get this i really hope that this sticks with people and they actually use it yeah, so that's a good question because 
and frankly, when I first when I first created the draft, right, the draft didn't take too long. The draft took about probably about a hundred hours. It wasn't until my second paid editor out of New York that the question came up of, well, what are you trying to accomplish? What what's your why or you know all of that? And I had to think about it, right? Because until then, it was just normal, you know, Mike Zuber, just just go and kind of react. Having right. having been pushed back and, and now really trying to retain my voice in the book, which was harder than you might uh, expect, um, I had two goals. First and foremost, I wanted to create belief. When the reader reads this book, and I've been told it's read in under three hours, right? So it's a pretty short yeah. read. If, if the reader gets to the end and, and believes that they could do this, if they decide to, it's a home run. Oh, yeah. If, if they believe that they could take a step, and, and as you'll see in the book, right, I don't, we talk about financial independence in our journey for 15 years, but the whole second half of the book is, guys, just get to four, right? Go get to four rentals and then decide if you want to go anywhere else, right? So if I get people believing that four is a great starting point, again, win. That's, that's number one. And then number two, if I could instill that little bit of confidence, right? Talked about what worked, what didn't work and give them the ability to go, I get it, avoid this, do that, you know, communicate with my significant other, um, never over leverage, you know, just the basic blocking and tackling. So belief and confidence is what I hope the book delivers. That's awesome. Because those are the two things that I came away with personally. Like I'm not even lying. And guys, listen, like I didn't even plan this answer with Mike beforehand, right? Like, like that, that's so true because that's what it implements. I, I strongly believe no matter what you get into in life, even if, it, if, it's, the, if it's the woman you're going to marry, if it's the house you're going to move into, if it's the car you're going to buy, the, the groceries you're going to buy, like the bottom line is that you don't do something without believing in it first. And when it comes to it, like we even talked about it earlier, Mike, on uh, when you were interviewing me one of the root causes of fear is lack of knowledge. And this book gives people the knowledge and in turn, it eliminates the fear and gives them what? It gives them belief. And then when they believe that they can do it, and that's the first step is obviously mindset. Like when you believe you can actually do something like this, that like, hey, it's not that hard to get one rental you know, under my belt, then that gives them the confidence to move forward, to get to four, right. to get to that next step. So I'll tell you for me, like when I read this book and I'll be honest with you guys, like I've been in real estate, real in the real estate industry for about six years now. And I don't own one rental. I own my home, but I've been stuck on lending. So private lending, which is obviously a great thing. Like I love private lending because it's the easiest thing to do. You know, you send your little soldiers out and they come back with more soldiers. Right. But at the end of the day, like Mike says in the book, I am cash rich, but asset poor. And that is, that's not good. That's not good. And so reading this book, I'll tell you, Mike, I've already made a couple calls to people like, Hey, I'm going to buy your house and I'm going to turn it into a rental. I've already made my connections with private lenders. I mean, you know, several of them that I, yeah. that I'm going to be, it's a home run. And the reason I was able to do that was because of reading this book where I believed. And, and this is a testimonial, right? Like, like yeah. I, Mike, I hope you use this on your platforms. Right. But you know, it gave me the belief that I could do it because of how easy it, it makes it sound. Um, but at the same time, the confidence instilled in me that, that I can actually make it happen. And I don't struggle with confidence very much, but this is one thing that I've kind of been a little bit hesitant on. But at the end of the day, when I read this book, I'm like, man, I, I got to do this. Like, this is, that's awesome. I, I could, I could give Mike a call and say, Hey, am I do? am I going on the right path here? You know, that kind of thing. So 
Um, but I, th I think that's great. I think that's definitely the two things that every person should come away with. And uh, I know that I did. So cool. um, what, are, what are some of the, speaking of which, like what are, what are some of the biggest surprise? I don't know, maybe this, what I just said was a big surprise yeah, to you. It was. What are some of the biggest surprises that you've come across with this book? Like maybe it's the people that you've reached, the feedback that you've gotten. Um, definitely it's your first, first book. So there mm -hmm. are going to be surprises, right? But for you, what, what have been a couple things that have come up? Well, um, you know, let's just, just, just give the whole, the whole truth, right? So um, I've never been a very good student. Uh, I was the kind of kid in school that was, uh, you know, sort of tell me the minimum and I'll, I'll barely get over that. And, That's me too. <laughs> yeah, and, and frankly, English um, and writing specifically was the worst thing I was, I, I, I was horrible at it, at least according to my teachers. Which I know I don't know if they have any published books, so I I'm, I should call them back up and, and see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I I believe personally that the story was valuable, right? So I I had that belief, but I I really had no idea that I could create something that anybody other than my mom uh, would read, right? right? So I knew I could sell one book, um, but I just didn't know. So I am shocked. Um, a couple of facts have shocked me. So the book has been on Amazon, right? I self-published, or I should say you helped me self-publish it on Amazon. It's been up for 50 days. And I have um, sold at least one book every day for 50 days. We were now, I think, at 415 books. So, you know, I don't know what that is, eight books a day, um, average. And I'm shocked. I, I, I didn't know. And it's been no marketing. I've had nobody doing any pushing um, you know, I've done some social media stuff, but again, I'm not a social media expert, right? I did not have a Facebook account, uh, until after I left the workforce, right? I had a LinkedIn account for business cause I, you know, I recruited and attracted talent, yeah. but I did nothing on social media, uh, until after I left the workforce. So, um, this is all new to me. I, I really don't know what I'm doing half the time. I'm just, I'm just giving and, and hope it comes back. So I've been surprised, um, at the feedback and I've gotten some notes and some pictures or selfies from folks. And, um, I, the, the, the reviews on the book, I mean, they all, I mean, I read them at least once a week. Uh, they're, they're wonderful. I, I, I appreciate them all. Yeah, that's awesome. And me being a, a first time author as well, my book came out in December of 2018. And I could tell you that the, the surprises too are along the same lines, but Mike's book has sold very well for a first published author and self-publishing at that. Most of the time, you know, people have to throw $15,000, $20,000 to even get 100 sold. And Mike's done it four times over without hardly any marketing and ad spend and whatnot. So I think that's important to understand. Like, and, and along the same lines with that, I mean, almost, almost 50 reviews, five-star reviews on Amazon. And a lot of that's like hard work of reaching out to people and saying, hey, would you make sure you leave a review? But while you're reaching out to them, you're not forcing them to say the things that they're saying, right? And so yeah. they are willingly going to the platform and saying, you brought me this much value, so I'm going to leave a review with, these, with, the, with this uh, sentence and, and this paragraph or whatever yeah. about how it helped me. So um, Obviously you guys, and Mike, I don't know if you want to talk about this a little bit, but, and you mentioned the selfies as well, but, um, five-star reviews, like head over to Amazon. All you got to do is search one rental at a time or Michael Zuber. So either one works that both brings you to the same thing. Um, his book's available for paperback and Kindle. So make sure you guys pick up either or, and if you got the paperback, you can actually get the Kindle for a discount. I think that's how Amazon structures it. 
but leave some reviews. Go over there. You guys don't have any idea how much it helps the author with the algorithms and with, with reaching out to people, um, just giving feedback on if it helped you. I mean, if it really brought you that much value, then what's it going to take you five minutes to head over to Amazon and leave a review? So make sure you do that in the first place. And then also um, take some selfies. I know Mike, I, I, I took a selfie of my book and, and sent it over to you and Mike's posting it on Facebook uh, just to get it out, get the word out. Because here's what happens is that if you post on Facebook about it, then your friends are going to see it too. And then in turn, like you're helping them by helping Mike. So you're, you're helping Mike help them, right? So it's, it's just a, it's just a, Great circle. It's an abundance mindset if you guys do that. So Mike, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, but yeah. That, um, so there's, I've talked about the selfies. Those, those were yeah. spontaneous. Um, yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. The, the first couple I got were from people I didn't actually know. Right. I, I spoke wow, at an awesome. event or something. They sent it to me and I just started, I started sharing on Facebook and LinkedIn and, and now it's become very simple. All I say is another journey started. Yeah. And then I attached the picture. Awesome. And all of that is, is starting to feed on itself. Um, I don't want to jinx myself, but I'm, I'm getting five or six a week. And, uh, you know, I hopefully at some point we're doing 20 or 30 a week. Um, because again, this, this book is about creating belief and confidence in something that could change your life. And Absolutely. If, if you just take a picture with your smiling self, um, it, it's wonderful. I've, I've gotten pictures from somebody on a cruise ship, somebody on a beach, Somebody in the, you know, going to the restroom, apparently that's where they read, but whatever. Right? <laughs> so we've gotten some really, really creative stuff. I got one reading to his dogs, actually two, uh, two different gentlemen reading I to saw their that. That's hilarious. It's, it's awesome stuff. And they all make me smile. Uh, and all I do is I hit post uh, another journey started and, and send it out into the world. Um, those, those mean the world to me. I, I, I get a kick out of all, all the ones I receive. That's, that's amazing. So make sure you guys, like I said, if you, if you haven't done that yet, then just post it, make sure you tag Michael. And then uh, Mike, do you have a hashtag that you're using? Is it just another journey started or what, what do you got going on? Uh, with that? So the hashtag is one rental at a time. One rental at a time. Yeah. And then uh, just the phrase is another journey started at the top. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, cool. So make sure you guys do that. And then like we said before, head over to Amazon. If you already picked up the book and read it, then leave your honest feedback on it. I'm sure Mike would appreciate that. Cause like you said, he goes back and reads them. And as an author, you do go back and read them. Like those are important to you because you want to understand, first of all, if you are helping people and then yeah. how you're helping them, because then you can relay that to other people. Yep. So, um, you mentioned a book report challenge that you got going on. I don't know anything about this. So <laughs> kind of explain you got going on like what 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 is this book report challenge that you're wanting to get out there yeah so let's talk about the why first so again right in your when you're in this business you're trying to help people um i occasionally get crazy ideas so one of the things that i got actually from one of the book report views was somebody mentioned they were they wanted to review it with their child right in, in, yeah. in this example they were a teenager and i'm like wow that's a good idea right i'm like if i would have read this book when i was 15 my life could have been different, right? I, I wasted my 20s, right? I made decent money as a, in my 20s, but I turn around at 30 and I have nothing, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where the book starts. But gosh, if I'd have had this book at 15, uh, my life would have been different. I'd have retired in my 30s and um, I can only imagine where I would be. So I'm like, okay, if that's true, what can you do to spark that? Because, you know, teenagers, it's hard. Right. So I, I, I figured, well, again, I only can only use my personal experience. And what motivated me when I was 15 was money. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, what money would motivate me? Right. It would have been 20 bucks, but I'm figuring like today's youth, it's gotta be a hundred. 
Yeah. So what, it's just a hundred, right? Brats, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what I did in February is I announced a book report challenge. You know, uh, you know, any kid between seven in college, if they read the book, all they have to do is write up, hey, this is what I took away from it. And then what I said is the best report's going to get a hundred dollars. Um, the whole idea is that, you know, that would get activity and people would, would talk about it, but there is a, there's an extra, but let me get to that in a minute. The long story short is nobody responded in February. And I'm like, all right, that's not very good. So what am I going to do? I'm either going to give it up or push harder. So I double down and say, okay, if I was going to give hundred in February, now I'm giving $200 in March, right? With the idea of the best report yeah. wins. Uh, but the, here's the kicker. This, this challenge is I'm trying to bribe kids to read, but I'm trying to give your, the parents a gift. Yeah. I'm trying to give the gift to have a discussion about money, investing, mm. finance. You have no idea what that would have meant to me at 15 to have that conversation yeah. with my parents. And, you know, they would have given me what they had, but they also would have told me where else to go because my parents didn't invest in rentals. They didn't own their own businesses. I would have been able at 15 to go, okay, my parents are, you know, here, um, but let me go meet some entrepreneurs, right? I didn't meet any real entrepreneurs until I came to the mastermind event where I met you, right? Because I've been an employee my whole life. I didn't know any different. And um, my life would be totally different if, if I would have had this book at 15. So I am trying to give parents the gift to talk about money, investing, and finances. And yes, I'm trying to bribe your kids. It's no secret. Um, but I am trying to give the parents a gift and hopefully they see that. Um, yeah. I've already gotten some feedback in the last week or two. Um, you know, one, one gentleman said he works in the finance industry and his kids are around him when he's talking about this, but his kid is read the first section. So, which is about 80 pages. And he's like, he's asking me about refinance. He's asking me about equity. I'm like, awesome. he's asking me about this rat race thing. I'm like, awesome. We're having That's conversations. Great, great so, question. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really believe that if we just, if I can help one or two kids change their future because of this, we win. And again, think about the kids going into college, getting all those silly credit cards and all this debt. And we, if we can get them before then, man, we're, we're, we're going to save some people. So that's why I'm doing the rep book report challenge because I want to change some kids' lives. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike, if somebody was going to, uh, if they're listening to this interview right now and they did the book report, where would you want them to send it to? Ah, there's the key. So all the, in, my, in the book is my email I want you to use. I do not give it out in these interviews because I don't want anybody cheating. Uh, in the book, my so email gotta is- They got to read the book. They, they got to read the book. <laughs> and it's, it's in there like 25 times. Um, yeah. All you have to do is use that. The subject line of the email is book report and then go nuts. Just so we're clear, I expect some kids under 10 to send me the report. It could be very simple. It could just be lines. I read this. I asked about that. I asked about this. However, if you're in college, I expect a little more, right? Yeah. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to age skew this. And worst case, if I get a bunch of reports in March as the owner of the report challenge, I may give two winners, right? You may get a hundred sure. bucks each. Uh, but sure. if I only get one report, somebody's walking away with $200. That's easy. Yeah. So make sure you guys take advantage of that. And his email is all over the book. So uh, in order to get the email, you got to pick up the book first of all, and then read it and then write your book report, send it over to that email. Um, so that's exciting. And I wish I was college age because I would have, I would have given you a book report already. Right. <laughs> um, but one thing, one thing I want to mention with that kind of like rabbit trailing off of this. So um, not to promote myself on here, but a lot of times, uh, so I have actually episode one of your interviews as yep. well. You interviewed me about my book 
and things I've got going on. So one thing, if you guys didn't know, I actually host a mastermind called the Spirit Mind Body Mastermind for 15 to 25 year old young men that I'm mentoring. I did my first event last summer in July and I'm going to be doing another um, two this year. So one in the spring, one in the fall. And I'm actually going to ask Mike to come out and speak to that. He's already mentioned it to me a couple times. And so once I get details locked in, I'm going to be reaching out to Mike and letting him know because I want him to, because like he said, guys, I'm a little bit closer to that age. So I'm 25. And I know that if I had this even a year ago, like my life would have been changed much less 15 years old. I mean, holy crap. Like if I, I, I didn't know any of this stuff, like none of this was taught to me. So yeah. it's important to make sure that your kids understand this information. And Mike does bring it down to a level that's very, very tangible for somebody even that's 15 years old. And I think it's incredible. So um, be on the lookout for that. But uh, that's great. So Mike, we're going to um, end this out with a couple more questions, but kind of switching tracks back to more of the topics of the book. Mm -hmm. So one thing that you even mentioned earlier in this interview is the four rentals and getting mm -hmm. to that. And then when I, when I interviewed you for the Good Success podcast, I asked this question and uh, I think it's an incredible concept because a lot of times if you look at how many rentals Mike has and he mentions it in the book, it's like, whoa, how do I get to that? It's like, yeah. you know, I got to take this huge leap in order to get to financial freedom, but that's not the way it is at all. So what's your concept? Like, can, it, can you kind of explain and walk through that about getting to the four rentals? Yeah. So again, this idea comes from experience, right? Um, you know, I get, I get invited to speak at different real estate groups and events and, and the like, and it's always under the umbrella of, wow, you have a lot of stuff. Tell me about it. Yeah. And now it's, now you have a lot of stuff and you're financial, financially free. Tell me about it. But unfortunately, after doing that enough times, if you're paying attention, like I do, you, you can see a trend and this is the trend. Everybody smiles, they clap for you. They want to take your picture, shake your hand, blah, blah, blah. But you can see them as they're walking out the back of the room and they're going to their car, they look over at their significant other if they're with them and go, wow, that was really fun. Good for him, blah, blah, blah. But we can't do it because of X, Y, and Z, because we have kids, because we're busy, because of this, because of that. And unfortunately, as the guy speaking, I own that failure. That was my mistake. And it took me a couple of times to go through that to see the trend. So now I spend most of my time when I speak, unless told otherwise by the host, because they get the, you know, they get the final call, talking about getting to four rentals. Because I believe if, if, if you can just focus on getting to four, you can, you, you'll have a choice. You could stop. You could ask, you could say, wow, this is for me. Let's go to 10. Um, but Financial freedom is a bridge too far for too many. It, it's just, I can't get there. The hill's too high. It's too far away. And they just create excuses and do nothing. And that's not who I am. I'd rather not speak at that event than create a bunch of, I'm not, I'm not there to pat myself on the back. I don't need, right. I've never needed that right. self stuff. I'm there because I want to change somebody's life. Okay. And I believe the life changing thing is four rentals. And four is not a magic number. Four is decided on purpose because you can go get four FHA back loans easily. Have a job, have some savings. No extra work, no reserve requirements, no seasoning, none of this other stuff. I chose four on purpose because it's the easiest thing to do. Once you get to four, decide what's next, but let's just get to four, life's different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the first couple are always gonna be the more difficult ones, but once you can get to that four, I feel like that's a great 
breaking point of like, like you said, okay, now let's go to 10 or let's go to 15 or even let's go to five and then, and and do that. So I, I think that's great. I love the concept because it, it brings it down to a more touchable scale for somebody that's not even at one yet. Yeah. Um, Especially for me, like I'm not at one yet. I own the home I'm in and eventually when I move out, it's going to be a rental. That's why I specifically bought it. But in the first place, it's like, okay, well, people want to, people see the large number that you have. And then they're like, I just want one right now. Like I just, I just need to get started much yeah. less how many you have. Um, but I think four is a great, great number. It's, it's great. like you said, it was purposeful the way you chose it. And so I think that's admirable as well that you're going to stages and teaching that because of the fact that you're not putting yourself on a pedestal. Your primary purpose for doing that is to help people get to get on their journey to financial independence through mm-hmm. real estate. So I think that's awesome. So one more thing that we got here, and then we're going to wrap this down. I'm going to hand it back over to Mike since it's his show. It's not my <laughs> show, so I'm not going to close it down. Um, but pride of ownership rentals. Let's talk about that a little bit. An interesting concept that I've heard you talk about just a couple of times, and I'm, I'm a little bit more interested to dive deep into this topic. So pride of ownership rentals, what do you got for us? Yeah, so first off, again, it's, it's, for me, there's always a reason why. Um, and this reason why is I made a mistake when I started. When I started investing, I was enamored by cheap properties, right? The cheaper, the better, right? If I can get a 20K discount or a 30K discount, I would do it all day long. But when I was writing the book, this is how stupid I am sometimes. It wasn't until I wrote the book that I realized I made a mistake. So here I am 15 years later, going back to year one and year two. So I bought bought a house, you know, let's say I put 10K down. And then what I realized is, Oh, by the way, I spent 25 grand remodeling it. I'm like, I did not treat my scarcest resource with the value I should have. And if it was not clear, my scarcest resource when I began was cash. I had credit. Lending was easy back in 2003. So I could have easily gotten uh, a, a loan on a higher priced property, but brought less cash. So my down payment might have been $1,000 more but I would have had zero make ready cost and zero holding time and zero time elapsed for contractors and all this stuff. I was just wrong. So if you're like me and you're a busy professional and you know, time is scarce and, and dollars are scarce, I believe you should buy what I call pride of ownership rentals, which is a fully remodeled house remodeled to nicer quality than the average rentals is already leased uh, at market, if not even above market because they're so nice. And then you should, you should run off into the sunset. Go get a 25, 30% down loan and you're cash flowing from day one. So that's a pride of ownership rental. That's what I create. Um, I made a mistake buying the cheap stuff and I do the, you do the math, right? Okay, your down payment's lower, but you bring in 1.5X the cash of a down payment for make ready. It's, it's, I mean, I could have, just think about it. I had eight properties when the market rolled over and we moved into apartments. I could have easily doubled that number if I didn't, waste my most precious resource of cash. I could have had 15 or 16, 10, 31, all of those. Instead of getting to 80, I could have gone to 150 or 160. Oh my God, life would be different, right? Yeah. So that was the realization I had while writing the book. And, and that was not a good day for me. I was like, God, I was an idiot. <laughs> so that's a pride. I love how you beat yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, I love how you beat yourself up. A couple of interviews we've been on, you've called yourself an idiot. It's like, yeah. Oh, it might be easy on you. You gave us this incredible book and yeah, it's all good. But uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. I I love that mentality. 
that's, that's more of a mindset going into your actual like rentals that you're going to invest in. So make sure you guys take advantage of that and really be focused on that when it comes down to it, because that's going to save you a lot of skin in, in, at, at, the end, at the end of the game, like Michael said. So uh, Mike, that's all the questions I got for you, man. I, I mean, we could go all day about this book. It was a great book. Um, I definitely encourage you guys to read it. Mike is not paying me for this, like to, to interview him. He's not, I mean, there's no like strings attached or anything. I got him on the interview here. He asked me to uh, conduct this and I'm like, man, well, I'm, I'm going to take that opportunity. That's awesome because I love the book. I love the mantra. I'm definitely going to help people out because like I said before, you don't do something unless you believe in it. And one of the purposes of Mike um, doing this is to, to have you believe in it and to instill the confidence. So doing this interview, I believe in the book. I believe in Mike and the message, the mantra of one rental at a time. So make sure you guys go pick it up. It's on Amazon and leave a five-star review. Take a selfie with it if you haven't already. And then write the book report, guys. Send it to your kids and have your kids write the book report. Get them 200 bucks. I mean, my parents would have just been happy for me to write a book report for great. <laughs> graduate yeah. high school man so mike's gonna pay them so make sure you do that mike i'm gonna hand the mic back over to you but thank you for giving me the opportunity to be able to do this and yeah um i always appreciate your friendship thanks josh this is a lot of fun for me i didn't know how this was going to go this this uh this exceeded my expectations as, as everything we do together does so again the book it was written to serve a part of the market that i didn't see right a busy professional doing this on the side i'm not telling you to quit your job I'm not telling you to do anything, you know, it, it's not about that. Do, be very good at your job. Keep your job, right? Gets the credit. It's the source of capital. It pays your bills, right? So be a full-time employee. Be a great full-time employee, but you can do this on the side so when your future is different. It is meant to install belief and confidence. And as you've heard from Josh and in the book report or the, the reviews, is awesome. And then lastly, this book report challenge is a crazy idea I had. And I'm simply trying to help you have conversations with your kids that are not easy, right? When I was growing up, there were two things I would never talk to my parents about. One was sex and one was money, right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully this, I can't fix the other one, but if we can help address <laughs> the money question, we, we could at least be, you know, having some interesting dinner conversations. Knock out one, knock out one. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, you, you go to someone else for the other one. I have no, yeah, I have nothing one. for yeah. you. <laughs> I have nothing for you. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, this is a lot of fun. I look forward to the selfies. They make me smile. I promise all I do is send them out, say another journey started. And then if you, if you do read the book and you like it, one last plea. I'm a self-published author. I have no publisher behind me. So if you could go leave a five-star review, it could be very simple as great book. You don't have to write a paragraph. If it just says great book, buy it. I will be eternally grateful for this. So at the end of the day, uh, ha have fun. Josh, thank you very much. And uh, let let's have some fun. All right. Thank you.